Blog Talk Radio. Oh 
welcome to the Wednesday night wind down. And uh, of course, that was from Aaliyah because I was just in an Aaliyah mood. And um, um, Blog Talk wanted me to hear the whole song, so there you go. That's what we do. Um, so we have a, a guest this evening on the wind down, and so we're going to get into some of that. We got um, an author that's going to give us some book discussion, and then of course we have. Um, some family discussion that we're going to do, and um, it's going to be pretty interesting. So we'll see if our author wants to stay on with us and have some of that discussion, or if we will be um, just among friendly as we uh, entertain some of these thoughts. So, um, and we may or may not have uh, Shakir with us this evening. Um, if you kind of follow him. You noticed that uh, Layla had some uh, complications and was in the hospital uh, earlier today. So if he doesn't show, we know why. There's a reason why. Um, And so we'll make it do what it does. So uh, let's go ahead and get into our discussion. I'm going to bring on our author. We have author Sunny Giovanni, and we're going to discuss um, her latest projects, and then again, if she feels like staying on with us and hanging out, we're gonna do that too. So, with no further ado, let's see if Blog Talk is going to accommodate me opening up the line because you know that's how we do technology. Never hate it. Are you there with us? Of course, I'm here. Can you hear me? I can, yay. So how are you? I am okay. Actually, I forgot that I was supposed to do the show tonight. Oh, no. And I looked at the clock, and I'm like, I was supposed to be doing something at 930. What was I supposed to be doing? (laughs) And then I went on Facebook, (laughs) and I was like, that's what I was doing. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you checked on Facebook or we would have been having that solo party. I've been on here doing all this by myself this evening. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm here, though. That's what counts. That's all that counts because we can make it do what it needs to do. Exactly. So usually Shakira is here and kind of, you know, we do this together, but we don't have Shakira this evening. So we're going to do the whole girl power thing um, for the first portion. Um, and then you get to decide if you want to hang around and do some of the discussion that we have. I'll give you about 30 minutes to just kind of focus in on you and your work. And then after that, you know, we have a general discussion for everybody. And you're welcome to stay. Or you can say, you know, chuck up the deuces to us, say I got to go. It's really up to you. So uh first part is all about you and your work. So, um Kind of let everybody know the latest um, thing that has been dropping uh, from you in the uh, writing field and then whatever else it is that you have going on. This is where you kind of get to plug everything you do. So what you got going on? What are your projects? <laughs> I don't want to seem like a narcissist. <laughs> um, <laughs> the latest project that I have out is titled The Legacy. It's a sequel um, the subtitle is Sins of Father's Past. Um, the Legacy series was a bit of a brainchild for me because we read these books about these 
amazing couples, like their love faced adversity and they met love at first sight and what have you, and then they go off and they have kids, but then that's it. That's all we ever hear. It's the end, no more of them. And the legacy was uh, four different books. Was it four or five? It was four different series of mine, and um, each series had like two, three, maybe four books into them. And everybody in the books had kids, and I just jam-packed all of their their um, their sons into one book. So it's like them coming into manhood, secrets of the family, will you follow in your father's footsteps, or will you live Ooh. your own life? And I was proud of myself when I saw the end on part two because I didn't know <laughs> how I was going to get through that. I didn't want readers mm-hmm. mad at me. I didn't want them saying, oh, my God, you didn't give them a happy ending. Yes, I yeah. did. And you rarely <laughs> ever get a happy ending from me. Let me tell everybody out there now who has not read a book by me. I rarely give a happy ending, but, you know, they have one. And, oh, my God, that project took a lot out of me. <laughs> right. Because that's a lot. I mean, you said five different books in there. That's a lot of keeping it consistent or, or connecting. Right. So, that I can see that kind of draining you after, you know, keep it all um, coherent, you know. So, yeah, I bet that was. But it had to be rewarding, too. So It was. I was very proud of myself because the very first series that I played off of was a series called My First Love, and, like, the readers never wanted that series to end. And, of course, they had uh, their first son, and um, – in his spinoff, the family was held hostage, and stuff was told, and it was like, okay, he's going off to college, so now what? Are you just going to end it there? And I had to keep it in order. I had to jump mm-hmm. from each separate series, and every son had his own spinoff before I put them into this book together. So it was like me going back, and I have like four and five different Microsoft Word apps available because I got to go back and reference. Like, I didn't write the, <laughs> write the books myself. Mm, I had to keep right. it in order. It was hard. So when I saw the end a couple of days ago, I was like, you know what? I'm taking, like, three weeks off. I'm done. <laughs> you deserve three weeks after that. That's, like, years of work all right. packed into one, one collection. So that is – I can see that, you know, as a writer, I can see that. Cause this, just doing a series in itself, where you have secrets that you have to reveal later in another book, just keeping that consistent is hard. So I can't even imagine trying to do that for several different um, characters, you know, the three. Right. So congratulations. And then they have that. their supporting characters that you got to put in the book. And I'm like, right. where are you going to fit into this? Because you, I really don't, can I kill you off? Like, I was bothering some of my readers, and I was like, all right, y'all, you know what? In the legacy, too, we dropping bodies because there's too many, you know, supporting characters, and they have to put their personality in here, and I'm so confused. I'm going to probably end up taking some crazy meds because i got to fit everybody into this book. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, again. Commendable, very commendable. Um, Thank you. And so, you know, how how is it being received? How long has it been out? When did you drop it? Um, it came out yesterday, but 
Amazon, I don't know what's been going on with Amazon. It's live, it's up there, but it doesn't have, like, the price, and it says um, not available for purchase. So I'm hoping that, you know, they'll go ahead and let it go, at least by tomorrow, because this right. this is some strange things. I've never had this happen to me before when dealing with Kindle. Yeah, but, you know, Amazon, it's sometime on its own thing, too. It'll tell you it's live and it won't even be there. So, um, right, you know, we have to be careful with with Amazon too, because it trips kind of like blog talk. When let me turn my music off today, that's okay. You know, we do. Um, so yeah, well, give it a minute and then you know how to you know how to get in there. But you know, right, we have to do that <laughs> as often. We have to say, okay, let me let me bend your ear, customer service rep. So, but yeah, well, at least Amazon, they still get to go and reread. Part one to the legacy, and that's been out for about a month, a month and a half, somewhere in there. Okay. So yeah, but yeah, the ones that have read that, they, they're like, okay, I need the next piece. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you know, if you have those dedicated readers, they don't mind finding you on your Facebook and letting you know what they think. They will tell you in a heartbeat. They do. Mm-hmm. Yep. They do. They will. Okay. So, what else? Is it that, because, you know, Sonny Giovanni, I'm having to adapt to saying that because that's not who I know you as. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> what else, does, what is all under your umbrella? Under my umbrella, um, I am an amateur photographer, which I have my own company for graphic designs. Um, which all of it is under the name Lucid, which I love. But um, I am a graphic designer, an amateur photographer. I have a blog talk radio show that I've had for, what, six years now. And okay. um, other than that, that's pretty much it. <laughs> other than other the fact that, that I have three quite kids a bit. up to sell. And is that in a parent? Did you did you say that? Yes, I have three kids for sale. If anybody wants to for sale, nobody's no buying no kids. No, no one buys kids from this show. Yeah, you have to go on some oh, kind man. of more reputable show to sell kids because <laughs> they know on this show don't buy nothing from those people. So you're not gonna to move your kids over here. <laughs> So okay, so talk a little bit about in that because in that graphic design, um, do you work with uh, just authors or do you kind of do other things? Um, I do. I, well, I have worked with plenty of authors, which you'd be surprised how much people will be willing to pay for a beautiful cover and never use it. But um, I've worked with authors, I've worked with artists, singers, rappers, poets for their digital releases. Um, I've done a few event flyers, like maybe um, organization gatherings. Um, um, I really, really love family portraits, so that's my thing. And people love it when you airbrush their skin. They're like, oh, my God, I'm flawless. <laughs> like, oh, you are so conceited for that. That was the power Photoshop. <laughs> Yeah, I had those moments, so, uh, yeah, thank you for that. Whoever invented that, thank you, and I thank you for using that because, yeah, that's, that's that's the business right there. <laughs> okay, cause, so if people wanted to 
look to you to do um, some graphic work. Where where should they go? Because we want to put everything you do out there. Um, it's just word of mouth. I really okay. don't like to put my designs on my Sunny Giovanni website because that's just specifically for my books. But okay. you can always come to me, <laughs> and I'll send you some work that I've done. Okay, so everybody heard that? We inbox, and we can get the ball rolling. And um, let's see, what else? What other umbrellas did we, what other things did we need to cover under this umbrella? I am also an advocate for gay and transgenders. Um, let's see. That's pretty much it, all around good friends. You can't just <laughs> throw that out there and not think that you have to elaborate on that. Which the um, advocacy? Yes, because that is uh, this is a platform. You oh, have okay. to well, let's use do this it. platform. Okay, um, I am an advocate for gay and transgender rights. Reason being because I am a lesbian. Big shock. Um, <laughs> I I stand, I I firmly believe in equality. And there there are a lot of unjust things that are happening in this world right now, which is totally unfair. Like um, when they they went ahead and passed a law that, you know, homosexual couples could get married anywhere they wanted to in this country. There was a lot of mean things being said on social media. And sometimes you just got to stand back and look like you are a person. You bleed like I do. You cry like I do and so forth. And it's a lot of homosexuals that are afraid to stand up for what they believe in. Somebody's got to do it. And um, right. lucky for me, I found a very amazing group. Um, they are called WIP here in Dallas, and I love them. Transgender advocacy that comes from a close personal friend of mine. Um, we were very close in high school, and the first year of college, he was supposed to Message me on AOL. I don't know if any of you guys remember using AOL because it's so long ago. <laughs> but um, he was supposed to message me and let me know when he made it home so that we could link up. I was in Louisiana. He was here in Dallas. And we were supposed to link up over um, one of the breaks. I believe it was Christmas break. And um, he never did. And it kind of bothered me. So when I got back home, I, I was asking around for him. And nobody knew. But then... It was a report out on the news saying that there was an unidentified male and he was wearing a skirt and a halter top found in an alleyway, and it was him. And there were no leads. There were, quote, unquote, no witnesses, no nothing, and it, it hurt my soul so bad because it's like if you saw it, why wouldn't you say something? And what would possess anybody to kill such a beautiful soul like that? I mean, what happened? And we, we still don't know. So I joined an advocacy group, Black Trans Men Inc., with our sister company, Black Trans Women Inc., and we are one big support group, and we do have rallies if there is something that is unfair going on in our community, and we have multiple chapters throughout the United States. Mm. That, and, you know, it. It's not that it, I don't want to make it seem like it's a bad thing, but it's not that it's sad that it had to come to that before, you know, there was something that propelled you to do the advocacy. However, it, it is a good thing that there is a voice. That is, um, I think there is a, 
there's a line where people have to understand that sometimes we're just talking about the right to be human, and that's important right. to, to individuals, period. And sometimes what you're looking at is not necessarily being for a certain lifestyle that you don't participate in, but you're for the right that people have to live their life, you know, Um mm-hmm. Because at any point, you start to govern one element, and that allows and opens the door for people to start to govern other elements, and then that's where you run the risk of those things impeding the lifestyle that you do live, you know. And I think if if we stop and just realize, you know, as human beings, what's important, um, some of these things won't deserve to be upfront news because it's just the the right to to live the life that you choose to live. Um, If you're not, you know, affecting the life that I choose to live in a way that makes me not able to live it, you know. So um, so I definitely wanted you to have the opportunity to to share that, you know. Um, and, And I hope you feel like, you know, you're doing work that allows you to, honor that life that was lost. Right. I actually do. You'd be surprised how many people are afraid whether, you know, they feel like they were born in the wrong body or if they are homosexual, they're afraid to come out and say that because of so Mm -hmm. much nonsense. It could be family. It could be friends. And when I'm there, when I'm a part of my advocacy, when we're all in one group, like the weekend that you and I met up with my fiancé, Kenny, we were um, at the conference. We had just come mm-hmm. from family day, like straight from the the uh, ranch, jump in the shower, change clothes. We were back out <laughs> to Duncanville, which is how quick it was. Right. We had that conversation, and Kenny didn't understand. So it's like it's best for you to be around this so you could understand. Some people are so afraid because she had an incident, and so did I. Back in the day, when you come out, it's like so many people shy away from you. Like, something's wrong with it. I breathe, I live, I cry, I suffer, just like you. I don't see the difference. You see a difference, but I don't. So the purpose Mm -hmm. of the advocacy is to give you a voice, to give you, you know, your support. So if you want to step out in your own skin, in your own truth, I don't care if you have a beard and you're muscle-bound and tatted. If you want to wear a dress and you told me to call you Deborah, I'm going to call you Deborah and I'm going to call you my sister, and we will go out in public together. That's who you are. If you're comfortable with Mm -hmm. that, let's do this. Okay. I just want people yeah. to see that there are elements of the advocacy, not just, you know, oh, okay, so you're gay, so you belong over there, and you're transgender, so you belong over there. No, we're all people. What's wrong with mm-hmm. loving people, people? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and I know that there's a whole side that is not being addressed in this moment, and, and I'm sure that uh, eventually that, Somebody will either call in or say something that will bring up that um, other side of the argument. But, you know, it's like how much governing should we um, employ before we start to um, become a victim of of governing ourselves, you know, um, and, and not letting people express their individuality. 
if I had an answer for you, I would most definitely give it. I'm, I'm, see, more. I'm being nice for the show because this is a, a very passionate topic of mine, and I, I, I hate being limited. I mean, it, I, I can't stand it just because I am who I am. I can't do certain things, and then it, it are there are people in office who say no. This is not right for you because you are the way you are. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. then you just sleep with your wife's best friend, but I'm not judging you. What's wrong <laughs> with me doing the same thing now? <laughs> like, this, right. this is a very passionate topic. I hope somebody does call in because I want to hear their side of it all. Right. And, you know, it might, it might just be one of those nights where everybody's on the same page, you know. But, I mean, I encourage mature conversation. And I know right. that everybody's not going to be on the same side of any idea, um, whether it's something as intimate as this or something as global. You know, it, it doesn't matter. Um, there's always going to be different theories of thought about a topic. But I do encourage the conversation because, you know, we may not be able to change the mind or we may, you know, and right. That it's worth a try, at least to put something out there on someone's thought um, that they hadn't even turned up. You know right, what I so, find funny, though? I find uh-huh. it completely, I, I'm not going to say comical in a literal sense, but I've had spats with my own family members who, um, I don't want to offend anybody by saying this, but, you know, the quote-unquote Bible thumpers, I've had that mm-hmm. a lot of times. And it's like just as quickly as you can turn a page, just realize that somebody else can turn the same page. I've had a sister of mine go head-to-head with me in my mama's living room shouting out Bible scriptures about homosexuality, and she kept bringing up Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, Mind you, we had breakfast at my mom's house, and I told my mother that I am who I am and I'm comfortable. My mother accepted it, but my sister just wouldn't let it go. All right, well, just like you threw that Bible verse at me, I want to show you a Bible verse where it said that you're not supposed to eat pork and you're not supposed to mark your skin. And if I'm not mistaken, my homosexuality is one. And you just ate bacon and you have six tattoos on one leg. Um, Yeah, hypocrite. (laughs) Definitely. I mean, and those are the, the, you know, it comes down to, and everyone likes to throw the, uh, it's another umbrella statement, uh, the morals um, umbrella up. But, you know, then they sit back and pick and choose which one right. apply. You know, they they have their own set grade of best and worst, you know, the ones that are, um, you know, allowed, you know, the the ones that are allowed to be broken the ones that you can repent from, the ones that you can never come back from. I mean, they, they do, you know, people do. And for people to say, um, because we're all judgmental. Every individual mm-hmm. is judgmental no matter what your particular life has allowed you to experience because we all can decide what we do and do not like. And in order to make that decision, you had to judge it either a good thing or a bad thing. So we, we do all have are different degrees of judgment. Um, but then sometimes we know how to train our judgment not to interfere with someone else's life, you know. And, and that's something that's important, too. So. Right. 
right. So uh, we're getting part of the, the show where um, the rest of the family kind of comes and we join in, we have conversation. But what I want to do before I bring everybody else in, I want you to go ahead and talk about um, your different um, means of, you know, contact, you know, how they can find you, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. And I want you to go ahead and give a little bit, uh, entice them a little bit about your latest um, part two of Legacy and kind of, you know, get people interested in if they don't know um, about you. Oh, my goodness, that was a mouthful. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Where you can mainly find me, everything is under just one site. It's all under Sunny Giovanni. You can find my Tumblr, my Twitter, my Facebook, um, my Google+. All of that good stuff is at SunnyGiovanni.com. So that was very, very easy. Um, The legacy part two, that is a complete whirlwind because you have – four different young men really stepping out there into manhood, and they are basically running away from their father's shadows. They want to live their own lives and their their own truths. Um, you also have a major stalker in the book who is out for blood. Um, I really don't want to give too much detail into that, but he was supposed to be dead, but he's not dead, and he's taken on a whole new identity plastic surgery and all, and he could be right around the corner from all four of these young men, and they not even know it. So basically it's a race against time mounted on top of so many other issues. Okay. So definitely want to get that. Um, And that can be found Amazon, anywhere else you want people to look for. That's it. Amazon. And when Amazon is not acting, but, you know, you'll be able to go in and purchase that, download that, and um, definitely give feedback. We all like feedback. Our authors like feedback. Of course we do. Of course we do. All right. So our topic for the evening, which will probably touch on some of your advocacy work, is um, we're talking about um, relationship equality. And that phrase I put in quotations because it's really a question of talking about what's fair in a relationship on various levels, you know, in mm-hmm. um, heterosexual relationships, what is fair in that umbrella, uh, even comparing the two, you know, homosexual relationships against heterosexual relationships, what's fair. Because one of the things that sparked this was the story of Brittany Griner. And I had heard the story, and I, you know, when they when she first broke up with her wife, I, you know, I heard the story, and you know, it didn't affect me very much, you know, to each his own. And then um, it wasn't until the other day when I saw a gentleman post it, and his angle was something that didn't cross my mind when I first heard it, but it was the, about um, her, the pregnancy and mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, the the whole idea of the spousal or child support. And I was like, oh, yeah, I never thought about that. But the spin that the guy put on it made me go, hmm. Because his thing was, oh, now y'all wanted equality. Now you're going to see what it's like to be one of us for real. Because his whole thing was the child support issue that, you know, men forever have um had a perspective that's different than a woman on 
because, you know, we look at things very traditional relationships when that is concerned. So I was like, you know, I wonder how this is going to change relationships just in general when you start looking at things that are now enforceable because you guys are considered married. So now we're splitting up property in the same way that it would be for a woman and a man or we're given responsibilities the same that we would give for a married, you know, woman and man. And, and then, you know, how do now people who have those traditional relationships relate now because you're going through what I'm going through. So, you know, maybe we're not that different. So I kind of wanted to touch on some of that. Um, and so, but then basic stuff again, back to basic stuff, you know, just, you know, we talk about the head of the relationship, the head of the household, you know, is it fair to, to deem one person in that position and just those kind of things. So I'm going to bring on my, the rest of the Wind Down family. I'm going to let you kind of think about what you might want to say about some of those things that I kind of threw out there. Um, so we have Imaj. Hi, Imaj. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. You caught me off guard. I was, I was finishing up American Ninja Warrior. Sorry. See, see, you know there you go. There you go. There you go. Okay, well, I want to bring Ron on, and so that gives you a minute to get your stuff together, I guess. <laughs> and then there's Mr. Bastia. Ron, how are you? All is well with yourself? Good. No complaints on this end. Well, first thing I would like to, to do is send out oh. a, a, a well wishes to Shakir and the wife. Hope everybody is, you know, feeling well very soon. All right, then. Look at you being a grown-up. Okay, and let me go ahead and introduce you guys to Sonny Giovanni. Good evening. How are you? Hi, everybody. I'm okay so far. So far. So far, so good. Okay. Awesome, though. All right, so y'all know what the topic is. Yep. Let's get. Let's do this. Let's. And also, I'm so proud of Fun to not already have a lot of stuff he wants to say. Like, because you know he why, can come on and just why be you ready to go. You know what I'm gonna say. But you, no, I didn't say I knew what you were gonna say, but I'm used to you coming on like I got a couple things I need to say right now, you know. And I'm I'm just surprised. I I, I actually don't have a couple of things to say. Um, I'm lying. I actually do have a couple of things to say. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, it's interesting how you put it. How women are gonna see what it's like to be a man. I think that that is the stupidest statement I've ever heard, but I understand it. Um, to take a step back, if I may, when you said that um, you made a statement to, something to the effect of that uh, what you do is what you do. It doesn't affect somebody else. I think that also is one of the stupidest statements in the world. Because <laughs> if any anybody who is a religious person has to realize that we are all from the same God. And if we are all from the same God, then we are connected. And things that are connected 
cannot be independent. Just can't be. If you're connected to something, then what you do affects the thing next to you and it affects the thing next to it and it affects the thing on top of you, the thing below you. So we have to stop thinking, in my humble opinion, that we are individuals. That is a European concept. And being a person who's not of European descent, I choose not to think of things individually. I think of things as a whole, as a community, as a as a totality, which I think is how we should look at things. So when we say that what I do is what I do, don't worry about what I do, that is some dumb shit. Because when you have to have dialysis, charity is paying for it, or Medicaid is paying for it, that's coming on my taxes. So it affects me. When your child don't eat and your child is acting crazy in school, it affects my child. So it affects me. So we need to stop thinking that what one person does doesn't affect the other person. But that's just me. All right. And so to a degree, you might be saying something worth listening to. However, if if when you enter your home, the lifestyle that's contained within your home, like, you know, you're the polygamy supporter. What? Well, if that's what you do in your house, and I choose not to do that in mine. Tell me again where I should be able to come into your home and say that you cannot practice that. I, because what happens when when there is this widespread acceptance of polygamy and it's allowed, but I choose not to participate, then are you allowed to come into my home and say, well, it's what we do now, so you need to go ahead and find another husband or you need to get another wife in this house, and you have to do that? I got you. And, that's, and, and that is a, a, a great statement. Who amongst us only keeps certain things in our house? It is the very rare person who can compartmentalize their life and keep shit in their house, in their house. That's the rare person. The average person don't do that shit. Okay, you bring your stuff into the world with you because obviously you have rationalized that it's okay. So it is the rare person who keeps their house shit in their house. But if you're able to do that, then by all means, that is a good thing to do. But it's not the average person. And for for us to think that that's the average person, we're lying to ourselves. So where would you stand on any of this, because you also said, because you called me stupid twice. Um, you also said, "No, I didn't call you stupid." I said, "What the person tell me said in was, an indirect way." You did. No. Okay, so here's the comment. Remember the meeting. Right. Exactly. Thank you, Imaj. Appreciate you. Imaj. Yes. I'm just referring to what he said out of his face. It came out of his face. Well, that's better than because sometimes you say I talk out my ass, so I'm, I'm, at least you're giving me out of my face today. I appreciate you for that. <laughs> I'm being nice today. It came out of his face. Okay, because I, I agree with the the comment that you said with, now they'll see how it feels to be a man. 
I agree that that's not necessarily the case. But I think people who don't have to have these conversations ever fall victim to generalizing things, and then they make comments that are very general like that when what they're talking about is a very specific thing that cannot be used to encompass everything. So when he was saying now they'll see what it feels like to be a man, what he really meant is they'll see what it feels like to be in this position with the judicial system. That's what he meant, you know. But because that position is um, more likely something experienced by males, that general statement was made. But I think that's the danger in those general statements. Because then they kind of just grow into you being able to say, yeah, see, now they know what a man feel like. And then it kind of carries over to other. You know what? So I do understand. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I can see where he's coming from. And then I can see the other side of it as well. I mean, I think that when you enter into a marriage, whether you are same sex or you know, opposite sex, you're entering into the marriage. All the rules apply to that same marriage. It doesn't change because now it's up under whatever these laws that we have of marriage. So if this is where those whole double standards come in because you entered into the marriage, you know if you get a divorce, you're going to have to pay for something. You're going to have to create spousal support. You may have to have child support. It doesn't matter who you are. That's who I look at. I look at it like like that. So I get where he's saying now you all get to see how men feel when it happens like that. Just like if you look at Sherry Shepard's the Sherry Shepard situation mm-hmm. where she, you know, now has to pay for a child that she decided that after the fact she didn't want or you look at Nas' situation where his baby mama has been living off child support for all these years. Now she mad, the baby 18, she ain't got no more money. So you have to look mm-hmm. at it as like, you know, you can't continue to think that this is this double standard is going to be okay. You walked into it, you receive it, point blank period, just like with Halle Berry. She wants to reduce Hers from $16,000 a month to 3000 because she feel like he's lazy. You chose to lay down and have a baby with someone. You're going to have to deal with some of the consequences of that, you know? So I just feel like people need to stop saying, oh, just because he's a man, he has to pay child support. No, you entered into this relationship, period. These are the rules and regulations of common sort of it. Right. So. Well, we have a caller. We appreciate oh, well, that. Anymore. Oh, we have a caller. So I'm sure it's somebody that's so um, wonderfully supportive of some some view we had. Or it could be someone that hates what we said. It doesn't matter. It's all love. There you go. 201, you're on the air. Yo, what's good? What y'all, man? What's up, oh, Shamar and Marge? <laughs> oh wow! The wind blew you in. 
Yeah, but on on the real, on the real man, I agree with both Amaj and uh, Ryan on, on the on the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, like like Amaj said, you know what I'm saying. You lay down. You know what I'm saying. Basically, you already know what it is when you lay down with him. You know. Right. And you don't even know what you agree with Ron about. You just like to agree with Ron. No, no. Nah, nah. I heard the whole thing. I heard the whole thing. And then you, <laughs> men- and then you mentioned to me. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I was going to take your side on it, but Amaj had to clean it up. And then, you know what I'm saying, you cleaned it up. So, you know what I'm saying? I agree with all y'all. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's all love. I ain't clean nothing up. I never changed my view. Come on now. Um, I'm just glad you're not dead. Are you still traveling around the globe? Man, ah, uh, it's it's good, it's good. I'm I'm gonna just say it like this, all right. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna okay. just say it like that. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy. Um, well, right now it's it's just I'm at a I'm at a stop moment in my career right now. That I would say it like that. You know. Okay. Um, I am I am writing. For this next CD coming up, um, the single, the new single talk, um, is actually out in stores right now on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. It's it's been around everywhere. So, um, you gonna but, give us the uh, name of the single? Yeah, it's called Talk. It's called Talk because basically I called it Talk because uh, I'm gonna tell you how I got the idea. The idea was was all through a whole bunch of little kids in the community. And um, they basically wanted to rep their community. And basically I went in and I repped their community with them. It was basically a turn up. And I never turned down. So um, it, it's basically the, the whole idea, concept, the whole thing of the song, it basically came from, you know, the younger youth. So um, okay. I salute all the kids around the world, man, because... You know what I'm saying? Everybody has a dream. Everybody has a focus. And for them to live it and do it and, and want to do it or want to be it, you know what I'm saying, it's major. So um, I, I, you know, basically dedicate that song to all the little kids around the world. So. All right, then. Well, RJ, well, you know, don't be a stranger. You know, we're still here. We're still kicking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Most definitely, most definitely. I ain't in the, I ain't in the stranger status. I actually just, you know, touched base with Amaj and asked how everybody was doing on the wind down show. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. You know, so. That's what's that's up. Great, great. It's wonderful to to know that, you know, it's awesome. Forget it. Yo, Ron, man, you still you still in the uptown, Ron? I'm still where? You still uptown? Absolutely. Man, you already know, man. Um, 08, 1, August 1st, man, the Leo's birthday bash, man. We turning up for my birthday, man. DJ B oh, nice, okay. hot 97, we going in, you yeah. know? You need to inbox me that information, and I can make sure I slide through there. Most definitely, I got you. I got you. That works. Most definitely, before I go, before I go, you know what I'm saying? Because I wanted to clean up that, you know what I'm saying, real quick. Man, shout out to the Wind Down Show, man. 
Um, big ups, big ups to the whole show, man. I watch. I, I I got to see the show. I got to hear the show. You know what I'm saying? So y'all need to go ahead and work on that, man. Get that on the big screen. You know what I'm saying? I need to get it on the big screen on TV, man. I I gotta watch it. I gotta watch it. You feel what I'm saying? I gotta I gotta hear what you're talking. About. I gotta see what you're talking. Huh? You think the world is ready for that? I think they're ready for it, and if they not ready, man, they better get ready, man. Wind down, salute. That's what's mm. up, my man. Mm. 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 Let's get some other ducks in a row first before we get on the TV. <laughs> yeah, but but I right, y'all y'all be easy, man. I'm about to head to the studio, man, and drop some. Yes, sir. But All right, y'all, y'all be easy. Salute, wind down. Let's do it. All right. Thank you so kindly. Um, that was RJ, who is the man. Um, and we're so glad that he found a moment of time to, to as Ron put it, slide through. Um Thank you. That's not Thank appropriate. You. That's not appropriate at all for you to even say that like that. <laughs> <laughs> you said that. You're going to a party? You're going to a club? What? I didn't know you did that. He's going to slide through it. I'm not going to say that. Everybody I'm can hear the face. smile on your face right now, and they're laughing <laughs> with you at me, and it's not appropriate. I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not um, participating in that part. I'm asking, are you going to the club? Am I yeah, saying I don't want to say what I'm saying because if I say he go put it in my inbox, y'all go have jokes about that. So I, I, I mean, I mean, come on. Because you know, when people put slide stuff in your box, that's that's a whole <laughs> different. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. That's why we can't get along. I'm just. <laughs> Man, you know what? You would not have. Let me make it. You wouldn't. If if I said somebody was sliding something in my box, dude, y'all would be on the floor crying right now. Talking about. I tried to clean it up and just you know just ask it. Simple yes or no question, but uh, yeah. You know, I was um, I was searching for life for me today because I thought you know, hey, I need some new. Sound effects, right? So, you know, I found me a couple of new sound effects. You know, I set them all up in the studio, you know, and then, you know, went on with the rest of my days. I was going to bust them out on y'all. I was like, yeah, I'm going to bust my new stuff out on them. They're not ready. I get in the studio and I'm talking still tripping, so the board isn't acting right. Which means, why are my sound effects still downloading? Why aren't they, haven't they processed? I can't even press the button. They're still not, they're not even pressable. I was like, I got some bull. So, you lucky, Ron, because I had... HR, do we have to have another meeting? <laughs> Listen, okay, so, we don't... Okay, Ron, I want you to keep an open mind. Because you don't know what the sound effects were. So then why didn't she say, wind down family, I have sound effects? 
she specifically aimed at I met you because they really embody your presence on the show. I mean, I don't one of them, you know, me. I can one of them is very I'm generic. Good. It would have been for everybody. But one of them was for you specifically. The one that was for you was the that buzz sound when you're wrong. That was for you. That was for you. Don't we have a topic? So listen, okay, let's talk about this, right? Okay. Why does she feel like she doesn't have to pay this stuff? Okay. So when she entered into this marriage, did she not think about a prenup? Because she was making money. Like she had a significant amount of money that needed to be protected, right? Well, what's what, the what, weren't both of, of them? Weren't they both um, ball players? I don't know how. I don't know what the. Uh, well, see, how do you? I don't know how you say this, but I don't know what the wife <laughs> did. I don't know what her job was. Was she a basketball player too? She was. How, uh, how uh, do you know who's the wife? Playing for Tulsa. Issues with so shut your mouth. Well, I gotta shut my mouth. Yeah. She was a basketball because player. You what my struggle was, and you you're not gonna ask that because we don't know. Cause that's exactly. Not- so that's my point. Traditionally, the wife gets the child. Well, traditionally, no, well, the wife gets. I'm pregnant. Like okay, so both of them can get pregnant, but the wife. The so I'm gonna say the wife is pregnant. That's what I'm gonna say. Okay, okay. Right. and then it, and there was the angle too. It was like. The, now, the I had a young lady in my painted. job. Hey, dude, I'm talking. The way it was being painted is <laughs> that um, <laughs> is that Brittany Gunner was, like, in the head of household role, um, kind of dishing out the money and all that kind of stuff, so kind of governing the money. So, so that, that I guess means- they were trying to paint it as her being the head of the household earner, Okay, you know. So this is the way I look at that. So she's the breadwinner. She makes that means that she makes the most money. If she's the one who's in control of the money and says, "Okay, this is what we can do and this is what we can't do." So I'm going to say that is the quote unquote husband role because you usually, you know, sometimes sometimes not all the time and not, you know, men make the most money sometimes. So <laughs> I just say sometimes, and I'm not all the time, but, you know, You're stepping whatever. all in it. You're stepping all in it No, you don't know what to say, and nobody but, knows what to say. I'm just going to say, quote, unquote, husband before so that we can understand it because it's not our situation that we live. So why didn't, if this is the case, and you know you make a significant amount of money, and she's not asking for child support. She's asking for spousal support of $20,000. If you know what the laws are when it comes down to spousal support and child support, you can't get both. You can only get one or the other. And here's why it's, it's not she's not asking. It's not a a, a child support case. It says that the reason that Griner filed, or it's painting it as if part of the reason, is that she filed for the annulment was because the uh, Johnson, who is the the other woman in the relationship, announced that she was pregnant, and 
Griner said she was unaware that she underwent the uh, in vitro fertilization, which caused her to become pregnant. She didn't have any. That it was in vitro fertilization. We're not sure, but Griner is saying that's why she didn't want to be married anymore. But Johnson, who is the other party, is saying that she's seeking the support because um, she's going to miss the entire WNBA season because of her pregnancy, which is going to significantly reduce her salary while she's pregnant and on leave. Okay, so you so need to and, and so that is why she's speaking. Hmm. There's some. There's something wrong in this story. There's something missing because. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> so listen. Well, this you know what? I wish. I wish our. I wish our caller was still with us, uh, so that y'all could have that conversation. A boy is missing, and obviously, they're like. That said that they did not require a boy, that they were happy being two well, women in their relationship. But why would she be upset that she got pregnant? Like, why did, is it because she didn't tell her that she went on and did the in vitro? Or was there something else that really wasn't in vitro? Like, what happened here? This is just stuff that's missing. This stuff that's missing. You can't tell me it's not. Nothing wrong with that with the Say what? Nothing what? What do you think? You see how he just says a little something you don't catch it what and then he won't repeat it? Like what did you say? Tell us about the girl at the job. Tell us about the girl at the job. So, this young lady She she wanted to have a child. All right? And she's homosexual. And she tried the turkey basting thing. And somebody's yeah, that that's exactly what she did. She had a, a, a gentleman um ejaculate into a turkey baster, took the turkey baster and inserted it. I I hate to be graphic, but that's exactly what she did. Um and it and she got pregnant and she lost a child. She did it again. This time she did it clinical way, and she lost the child again. So then the third time, the other partner got pregnant. So now my thing is I can never have a child, and I can never switch to be a wife, but they can. So how do you say who is what? when both can do both things, well, both can do that job, better yet. How do you say who's the husband, who's the maybe, who's wife? Maybe I pronounce you wife and wife. I don't know. I haven't been to one of those functions yet. And, but and, and, and like I said, the first invite, I'm going, and I want to speak because I'm nosy as shit. So I want to <laughs> So I'm like I go. said, that you keep it, you know, if you keep it very, you know, straightforward, one's head of household, and, and you take the, the gender out, that's what this is about. That's what this particular argument is about, saying that the role that she played was head of household, which made her responsible for the one earning less, the one that's going to have to take the leave because, you know, of the pregnancy. 
and the top earner in the family because, you know, Brittany has had the opportunity to do various things outside of this NBA. She played overseas, but she has been the greatest earner. And so there you go. Let's keep it 100% real. They don't make with so much money in the WNBA. And, right. yes, she was one of the the stars. She is one of the stars of the WNBA, so she's probably at a higher pay scale than the average WNBA player. But she ain't making no whole set of money. She ain't making no whole set of money. So we can't Not like in the NBA. Not in the WNBA. Yeah, well, not, yeah, because the maximum salary per season, it looks like 105. That's 105. You know what I'm saying? And she's in one of those states where they pay state tax. So it ain't like she in Texas or she in Florida. You see what I'm saying? So when she goes and plays over, when she plays overseas in the off season, she earns upwards of six hundred thousand yes, per season. Right, and I'm sure she may have an endorsement here and an endorsement there, so she could in pull in maybe a half a million. Her endorsements were like a million dollars or so. But mind you, after she started whipping on people, she lost those endorsements. Right, the one that was beating on people. Yeah, she. They had the domestic um, case. Yeah. See, told y'all there was holes in these stories. Y'all know. Mm-hmm. See. Mm-hmm. I mean. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. I just. But okay, so <laughs> I wanna I wanna talk about what some of what Ron said because you know what, like I said, I want these conversations to be. Honest. So, I'm going to talk to our advocate. So, Sunny. Oh yes, I'm sorry. I can hear you. Okay. Okay. So, so one of the questions that um, Ron had was. I need to say Ron had. Sure, I'm the only one. So I'm the bad guy. Okay. No, no, no. I was talking about what you just said. Okay, never mind. You want to go ahead and verbalize. One of the things that came out in conversation, how about that, is Ron saying the ability for, um, see how I put Ron's name back in there, the women to (laughs) play dual roles, whereas, you know, at some point we could say, oh, well, well, she's the, the husband in a relationship or she's the wife, and that doesn't happen in a traditional relationship. Right. So I'm going to give you the ability to kind of add clarity or give a perspective. Okay. A little bit of clarity on this situation. Um, say myself, for example, I will be getting married very soon. Um, I'm a masculine, so I would be what you call the husband in the relationship. Um, some masculines, though, which is how it gets kind of weird, some masculine women are willing to have the baby in the marriage if their feminine wife cannot have the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see how that could be very confusing because if you're supposed to be playing the man role, you ain't supposed to be having no kids, which I totally agree with you on that one. As far as the Brittany Griner situation, I thought that she didn't know that her wife got the in vitro fertilization. I didn't know, so y'all just taught me something new because I thought she popped up out of nowhere and said, hey, look, I'm pregnant, let's be done with it. 
Um, what what else would, did you want me to touch on? Because there was a lot that was said, and it was a lot I wanted to say. But <laughs> what else did you want me to clarify? Um, it was something else that you know. Ron Ron has a way of bringing things. Um, he has a very different perspective, and I don't know that because he's a guy or not. And so he says things sometimes. I'm like, hmm, didn't think about that. Um, what else did you say, Ryan? Well, I, I don't know what I said, but this is what I will say. What I will say is that there are certain natural laws in the world that are established that are indisputable. One of those laws is the law of complementarity. You can't have up without down or it just is. You can't have hot without cold, or it just is. You can't have male without female, or it just is. So when we start blurring the line between male and female, we are playing with the law of complementarity. Everything has its complement to be united, to be one, to join, to be a thing. Um, Not to get too much into it, but three is the first one. What do I mean three is the first one? Man, woman, and child is the first family. So when you have three, that becomes one. So three is the first one. That's why we got all these uh, religions, usually the Holy Trinity. That's why you got uh, 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 sun, moon, and stars. You know what I'm saying? Three usually mathematically in, in, in certain indigenous cultures is the first one. So when you have that, and these things are tried and true. When we try to undo tried and true concepts and laws, we bump into issues with nature. Does everybody on this earth that is living deserve to be respected? Absolutely. But as I said before, if you're saying that you're doing this in your house and it don't affect you, who amongst us only does certain things in their house? Not all of, not not the majority of us. So, when should these women be respected? Absolutely. Should they have the right to marriage? I don't give a good goddamn who gets married. You know what I mean? Because you can be miserable just like a regular man and woman. You have that right. But when we start sanctioning. And we start saying, okay, this is the default. Do you realize that they're teaching in schools that this is okay? Not that we're not going to demonize it. Not demonizing something and saying it is okay is two different things. So when you have children who are impressionable and you're teaching them an alternative, I'm not even going to say lifestyle because lifestyles bring forth life, and a man and a man and a woman and a woman can't bring forth life. It's just a style. So when you have these alternative styles, it confuses our children, and that, to me, is an issue. Um, Is it an issue that's a deal-breaker? I don't know that it's a deal-breaker, you know what I mean? But it is an issue, And, and those who act like it don't exist and that it's not an issue... To me, you're saying that to fit your purpose. And and those who disagree with my standpoint on complementarity, you're not looking at life for what it is. But 
that's me, and I have my right to say what I want, and everybody else has their right to say what they want to a certain extent. Well, I don't think anybody was challenging your right to say what you want to say. Who would do that? Who would challenge me to what I want to I mean, No, a lot of people told me shut the hell up. <laughs> what are you uh, talking about? You said it way. several times this week alone, and we're only well, on I Wednesday. You put it that way. Yeah, yeah. You put it that way, yeah. Okay. Um. Very, very, this is one of those conversations where, of course, we're not going to resolve the world problem on the wind down show in a few minutes. However, um, it gets you to thinking because, you know, I'm a conspiracy theorist. That That is my thing. And I think to a degree... You have to be very careful how you um, place these things in front of everyone because then you you paint a picture. And I'm going to borrow the situation with the Confederate flag on government property. And somebody was saying, well, that doesn't, you know, taking the flag down doesn't change, um, doesn't change the people's heart. <laughs> and you're right. It doesn't. It doesn't change people's heart. Taking that flag down did not make people go, you know what, I'm no longer racist. doesn't. However, I think by allowing it to be on you talk about the unity, talk about being able to say um, this is the law for the land. Then you have to take into consideration um, by it being there, that's suggesting that it's accepted, even against what's on the book. If the books say this is how we believe, but you can put that flag on our on our ground, and it's okay because that that flag doesn't stand for the same thing that's on those books. They don't say the same thing. You know, one, because that whole idea, that whole concept was totally against what those grounds stand for, just in in general. They were two different armies fighting against each other. But secondly, because of what it, the pride that it's about. Man, I hear you, I hear you. But do you realize that when the Constitution was ratified, it was the United States flag, and that Constitution said we were three-fifths of a man? Okay, so I hear you. I do. You know what I'm saying? But this American flag is more wicked than that Confederate flag could ever be. Okay, so are you telling me that you send your daughter off to school, and, and just in her particular school, um, they have to acknowledge the Confederate flag as well as the American flag, as well as the state flag or whatever. And you don't see an issue with what that message sends, just in general. Even if they don't have a Confederate flag lesson, the fact that this is an institution, an educational institution that's supposed to offer me the same thing I get upstate New York as California, 
but I have to look at these different ideas. I, I just feel like it's wrong. I have an issue with us not knowing history. I have an issue with us realizing that there is no a Confederate flag, that there were several Confederate flags. I have an issue with us realizing that that one flag is was one state's Confederate flag. That they right. had, and that I, I believe that was for Virginia. So that was Virginia's Confederate flag. But Alabama had their own, and Mississippi had their own, and you know what I'm saying, and Georgia had their own. I have an issue with us not knowing history and thinking that that one flag was the Confederate flag when it was not. I have an issue with us realizing that that Confederate flag flew for X amount of years, let's say 30 years. Matter of fact, the Confederacy lived for less than 30 years, okay? So the Confederacy, this country is hundreds of years old. We have never had a year that we have been equal in the eyes of the law. So while we focusing on a flag that had X amount of years, when we have a flag that has A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, X, Y, Z amount of years, that is ostracizing us and, 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 and holding us down more federal flag as ever. Because we don't know history. Because we damn boozy. We want to talk about Phil Cosby. I hear that, and I hear what you're saying as far as the history and the fact that it is not the Confederate flag. But I'm saying my 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 spin is just because it's not the only one doesn't mean that it's not wrong. And so you know what happens? I don't. They take that one down. They go put one of the other six up. And we ain't gonna know what that one is because we so really thinking that that's that's, that's the Confederate flag. That's not true because there's a guy like you somewhere else that when they see that one is going to make it known. And and the ones that are uneducated will become the educated because that's what we do. That's our role. That is our purpose. And so then they'll realize, oh, they know what that one is. We got to take that one down too. I I just feel like it's not fair to say, no, leave it up there because nothing's going to change no way. Well, okay, then what? If it's okay to allow it and not be upset and not express that what what is being masked by it is not addressed and and not spoken of because it doesn't matter. Then nothing ever changes. Think about well, how matters. many people. It matters. It definitely matters, but it's not as I said. There's some things that matter eighty percent. There's some things that matter thirty percent. Like for instance, when somebody brings you a dish to eat, if the plate is dirty that they're bringing on, that matters a hundred percent. But if somebody brings you something and they bring you a spoon as opposed to a fork, that matters 40%. And if somebody brings you something to eat and it's a four-course meal and one of the dishes, one of the courses is slightly undercooked, that matters 10%. No, I'm saying it all matters. It's just a matter of what degree does it matter. And I guess my thing is, let's say the bamboozled. Clueless, but if I'm bamboozled and clueless, and it's not by choice, it is because this is this is where I am, and these are my resources, and no one has um, made me want to know anymore, or no one has um, come in and said, "Hey, you know, let's look at this a different way," you know. 
And then this moment, with all this talk, all this social media stuff, this moment has awakened that. And now I'm a little bit more aware. And now I want to be aware. Now the conversation between um, Shamor and Ron talking about more than one flag makes me go, what? Let me look that up. Let me start diving into this a little deeper. That's the point. That's the purpose. I hope, because I am immersed in um, a group of people who don't get some of these discussions at home, who great kids, very smart based on the system, but so unaware. But I guarantee you that their social media was saturated with this information, that that's going to turn them towards going, well, what else is going on? What else is it about? What else should I know? Because they, they hadn't had these conversations. They didn't have a reason. Like you said, their parents are bamboozled. And now this is making me want to know on my own. That's why it's important. That's why it has to be done such a, a light that it shines even in the darkest spaces because nobody over there knew. Now somebody knows. At least I can go find someone who knows more. Now I can go find Brother Vaughn, and he can share some of this stuff with me and turn me on to some of these things that I need to read and be aware of. But if I hadn't seen that post on my Facebook or on my Instagram or my kick or whatever, I would have never known that there's anything wrong with that flag. That's why it has to be done in such a light. Not that it makes, like you said, a 90% difference in the world. But maybe that 10% difference makes me grow into a 90% aware person because I needed that. Indeed. I just think that, I just think it's a it's a different degree of how, like you said, everything's interconnected. And I think it's a different degree of how it kind of trickles out that makes it important. Maybe not the the main focus being the most important part for what what is the trickle-down effect. And and I hate that concept because I don't believe in it as it's used in politics, but in life I do believe that it matters. Just because you never know what sparks, sparks that for somebody. That's all. That's why that's where I differ from you passionate people who don't see the point. Also, I think a lot of people act like they don't see the point because they. it seems that that would be what you call a moral victory. And mm-hmm. a lot of people don't believe in moral victory. Mm-hmm. I personally think that we may need some moral victories. So I can see where you're headed with it, and I can't disagree with it. I just think that there are other victories that we need to try to get before or more uh, 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 or more pressing than that victory. So, so I mean, yeah. And, and, and I'm going to be 100 percent real. As a dude, it makes me ashamed that it took a woman to climb that pole and take it down. Hmm. And again, there we go with that, the propaganda of that as well, because you know that was constructed, and it was constructed that way. The group that came up with that idea, there were men in that group. There were men in the group that 
decided that that's what we're going to do. And those men decided that for the sake of the story, the compassion level, and probably the amount of harm that would be, you know, administered for it, we should pick a female. And it should be a black female. Because the group that came up with that concept is, is a mixed group. The dude who was down you know, on the floor. What no, I'm saying? Well, right. The dude was a guy. Of course, the dude was a guy. But <laughs> right. there was a dude on the ground that was holding her down. So I, I, I mean, I, right. I understand that. But I and I know what you're saying. But the, that was planned. Right. We're supposed to be for it to be protected. Right. We're supposed to be on the front line. I'm not saying women are not warriors. Absolutely, you are warriors. But the front yes, line are. is supposed to be those who stand up and peace. In my in my humble opinion, and so that means that you have, and I'm just going to pick something that is um, on the desk, kind of more globally. Uh, and I don't want to get too too deep a discussion, but because this is something that happens, it happens in in those um, public displays of immorality. It happens where a woman is at the full forefront. Um, and, and just for the sake of, you know, people know, the Rosa Parks situation, that was planned that it would be a female, you know, and not a guy, you know, and, and that was to bring the attention. And I just think that it's something that happened. Now, I didn't say as a person. Purpose. I just said as a dude. As a person, I don't care who takes that. You know what I'm saying? But as a dude, I'm like, yes. Yeah. Right? I mean, well, you know, we're gladiators, so. Why not? Okay, so in my inbox, a comment was made. Um, how many Amash, young black kids? You finished watching um, Ninja Warrior, or are you still over there in your Ninja Warrior mode? I was Why? listening. Yeah, see how she was listening because I was reading? Shut up. Um, no, she didn't answer the question, though. Don't worry about what she's doing. How many young black kids grew up watching the Dukes of Hazard with the Confederate flag on the roof of the General Lee. And our parents, our grandparents, never explained to us why the flag was wrong and that was a national popular TV show that never got protested or banned. So, which speaks to some of the, it speaks to both, I think it speaks to both of our arguments. Um, you know, that whole bamboozle concept that Ron was painting, I mean, we're that generation that um, father and mothers of this generation that don't know. You know, one of the, a few years ago, my biggest issue at my day job was a sense of pride in our ancestry beyond, you know, before slavery. You know, and I do give quite a bit of of um, recognition back that the things that because where we are and the amount of time that it took us to get where we are, um, that was that was a difficult task, and and some things were accomplished. Coming into a place where your acclimation is not a focus, period. I just need you to learn how to do these things. You being acclimated to the climate, the 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 food, to the um, the the communication. That's not important to me. 
I just need you to learn how to do these things, and that's it. And now that's where my concern begins and ends. And then for for us to forge past that and be even able to communicate, um, you know, because of the different dialects spoken where we came from. You know, we didn't all come from Africa speaking the same tongue. Um, so even to be able to communicate here, you know, just those things, even if you don't want to talk, oh, I don't want to talk about slavery, don't take away some of the resiliency that, that we were, uh, we can champion ourselves for for owning, you know. But the kids not being aware of that, I'm sorry, the children, Ron, not being aware of any of that, beginning before slavery, during slavery, any of that. And then when you mention things relative to ancestry, they go, oh, Lord, she's going to talk about slavery. That really bothers me because they don't see anything of quality coming from it, of of quality coming from their heritage. And for a lack of a better word, I'll use bronze, the European culture epitome of what they want to acquire, and that is the only important thing. And so that's, you know, it's difficult because we are the mothers and fathers of those, those mindsets. And... Again, it's a great large amount of people that of of those um, children that see that or think that way. So that takes us back to you know we were allowed to not necessarily feel some type of way about the general elite that we were like shoot when I have kids I'm gonna tell them you know we didn't we didn't feel like that so we didn't tell them and so now here we are so. You don't really have to care about it, but I do want to put that out there. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to stop the silent moment. Um, and I don't know, because I know Sunny was having some things going on with her uh, line, so she was gone for a minute and she came back in. Um, but I wanted you to get to stay, because um, we're down to the last few minutes of the show. So are you still... Can you talk on this? Are you still here, Sunny? I'm still here. Okay. Uh, I want you to be able to at least get um, a last thought in there about anything, anything discussion-wise or book-wise or, you know, especially your your advocacy. I want you to be able to give them last thoughts in before we go into recorded time. Okay. Um, I want to touch on something Ron said about um, impressionable children. I read an article recently where they're supposed to be starting in school sex educa- uh, sexual education for um, a different type of sex ed with um, orally pleasing one another, I want to say. And that was the most ridiculous thing that I've ever heard in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, the aspect of it um, was tolerance and acceptance. Okay, I appreciated that part, but please don't teach my children oral sex in school I mean, if they have a feeling, they should be able to come to me. Um, my children are very small, and between my fiancé and I, we have six children, three and three, and um, they do see us together. Um, that doesn't mean that necessarily, oh, okay, because mama's doing it, and I'm a girl, let me go out and find another girl, because when I was younger, I didn't know what homosexuality was. My mother was married, and we all were a, a blessed little family I thought I was weird for a very, very long time because I thought I wasn't supposed to have 
these feelings for girls, and it wasn't until junior high school when I had to come out and say, hey, something's wrong with me because I'm not looking at boys, but I'm looking at girls. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't taught anything about homosexuality, but here I am, one big flaming dyke on the line. But, um, I mean, I agreed with you to a certain extent. I think at the end of the day, the children are going to be who they are. Whenever they grow up, it's not necessarily saying that I'm going to shove it down your throat just because your mama's gay, then you're going to be gay too. It's not like that. It's just, you know, at the end of the day, they're going to be who they are. I mean, either you can support your kid in that or you can do what a lot of other parents do and just walk away from it. But if you are a humble parent, I suggest you parents teach your children because they can easily go down the wrong road, not in just homosexuality or speaking on, you know, transgender, I'm stuck in the wrong body or what have you, or I don't even like my skin because it's black. It's best that you teach them about their heritage, where they come from. You teach them their history, period, and then let them decide what it is they're going to do. Now, now let me ask you a question. Do we agree or would you agree with the perspective that you don't have to teach somebody something to get a point across. You can just demonize the other side of that. So, in other words, I don't have to teach you to 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 want to be. All right, let's say I have a son because I don't have any sons. I have daughters, so I don't have to teach my daughter, my son to be a girl for him to be gay. I can just teach him to never want to be a man. You see what I'm saying? I see what you're saying, and I don't really agree with that. I mean, I mean, you're a father, and if you have a son, then obviously, I don't mean to be graphic, but you can do everything in your power. You can teach him how to shave, how to tie a tie. You can, you know, take him to the barbershop, teach him how to stand up and pee for crying out loud. But if he finds another man attractive or he still has this flair in his body that I don't want to wear sneakers, I want to wear heels then what do you do as a parent? Do you say, okay, well, let's Google some shit because I don't know what to do in this situation, or do you just say, no, I got a boy and I'm raising a boy and you're going to give me grandkids? Is that a question? I'm going with the latter. I'm going with the latter. It was rhetorical. Oh, okay, okay, all right. (laughs) Because, I mean, if you are one who believes in the creator, then you Mm -hmm. believe you were created. And if you believe you were created and you think that your creator made a mistake, then whoa, whoa, then now you're questioning years and years and years and just the concept of what a God is. You know what I'm saying? And you're questioning whether or not a mistake was made by that all-seeing being. Um. Personally, I see time and time again, I have homosexuality in my family. And I can point to how they were damaged and what made them want to do that. I can point to the instances or the the, 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 the people that negatively affected them to make them not want to be what they were traditionally made to be or what they were uh, uh, divinely made to be. Now, Mm -hmm. one could say that 
who the hell is the divine one to tell me what to do with my life? It's my life. One could say that. And, 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 and I guess you can make that argument. I would disagree with that argument, but I'm saying you could make it. Um, so when I hear, I know for a f- I'm not going to say a fact. I am supremely certain that most people who are questioning whether the gender that they were born with is the gender that they should continue with, I would say that most of them can go back and look at a childhood experience that was traumatic or an adult relationship that was traumatic. And for those who don't have those, those are the exceptions. But I would say that in the 90 percentile, that is accurate. Right. I won't even argue with you on that one. I I find that to be the case. Um, There was a young guy, his mom was a single mom. She was all he had, and he loved how pretty mommy was, and all of a sudden he thought maybe I should be in another body. So I agree with you, but like you said, there are the exceptions. Um, Now, you just disagree with me when I said that you could show somebody what not to be. So he was shown what that a man is not what he wants to be. Right, but that was in your instance where, you know, you had a son and you did everything in your power to raise him as a man. But then that 90 percentile range of transgenders who only have uh, a mother and he likes the way mother is pretty or what have you and say, okay, well, he's impressionable. Okay, well, then I want to be a woman, that's the exception. And see, the issue I have with that is the mother says, I just want my child to be happy. So you go ahead and do what makes you happy. And I would be so bold as to say, in a culture like this that is crazy and topsy-turvy, how do you really know what happy is? You know what I mean? Happy in this culture is having a beer. And, 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 and drinking some, 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 some Hennessy and, 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 and going and having a burger. All three of them things will kill you. So happy is killing yourself in this culture. So I hear what you're saying, but when we look at what really is real, it is, it is not in our best interest if we want to, one, propagate, two, if we want to continue living, and three, if you want to live by, and I'm not the most religious person, so don't think I'm a Bible thumper. You know what I'm saying? I, those people who have premarital sex, such as myself, we are sinners too. And I ain't throwing no stones because, you know, a sin is a sin is a sin. I'm, I'm clear on that. But um, it's certain things that we have to realize are not natural. And those unnatural things are propagated by unnatural people. And that doesn't mean that unnatural people shouldn't be respected. It just means that we have to enforce that nature to to let us know that, listen, this is not necessarily the way you want to do things, young man or young woman or grown-ass man or grown-ass woman. Okay. So what if I told you that going through the transition, you have a certain amount of counsel visits, therapy visits, because now it's not as easy as it was 
you know, X amount of years ago. You really have to sit there with a therapist, somebody who has a degree to pick through your mind and see if this is if this is real, if this is something you really want to do, or if it's just a fad within you and you think this is going to be temporary for you, so we're just going to give you the medication and, and send you off to a clinic. It's not like that. Some people think that, oh, I'm going to snap my fingers, I'm going to become this and I'm going to become that. There's a lot of transgenders that don't make it to being that person that they want to be because their therapist deemed them as, no, this is just something fun for you. No, I got you on that. But but to that I say there's a lot of dumb people with degrees. So just because you finish a process don't mean that that process was correct. Don't mean that that process did what it was supposed to do because you, because you complete a process. Because you completed the process of being able to go to 10, 20, 30 sessions and be able to say, you know what, okay, that person makes this criteria to have this to have this done to them. That don't mean that the, the process was correct. That don't mean that the process, the person who was adhering to that process knew what they were looking for. That don't mean that you didn't have a special sort of circumstances that were went around the guidelines. It don't mean none of that. It just means that you finished the process. That's all it means. So, so yeah, you had a certain amount of counter sessions. Ding, 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 you're allowed to change to cut your penis off. That don't mean nothing because you went through that. You are still damaged. But let's be real. Who amongst us is not damaged? So I'm not saying that. No, I'm saying I'm damaged. All right, so boom. So last night it was this panel discussion that I was part okay. of, and it was a Black Lives Matter. And it was this, it was this gentleman there who was homosexual. And I said the complimentarity thing that I said this evening. And he had an issue with it, and he ended up walking out. And but before he walked out, I said to him, um, well, did you think you missed something by not having a father? He said, no, I didn't miss nothing because I have my mother. And I'm looking at him as a man who didn't have his father say, you a motherfucking liar. Because <laughs> how dare you say you don't miss nothing from not having your father? That is a lie. Not only is it a lie, but you're covering up something that you don't want to admit and you're not being honest to prove your point that what you're doing is right. So if, you, right. if, if you're so right, then you can be honest. And nobody can tell me that they, missed, they didn't have their father and they didn't miss nothing. That's just a bunch of bullshit. I agree. I mean, ain't no way I can't agree with that one. I, I fully agree. But, I mean, at the end of the day, people are still going to be who they are. Regardless, I mean, you can go on a thousand panels and and ask people the same questions, but hey, they love what they love, and how can love itself be wrong? I'm gonna tell you how it can be wrong. If you uh-uh. asked me 15 years ago, do I love meat? I'd be like, you goddamn right, I love me some meat. You know what I'm saying? If you ask divorced people 10 years before they got divorced, do they love their spouse? Most of them would be like, you goddamn right, I love my spouse. Love is one of those concepts that we need to not put so much weight on because love comes and love goes. Just like other emotions come and emotions go. But something mm-hmm. like responsibility, something like respect, something like, you know what I'm saying, those things usually last the test of time. You know what I mean? But love comes and goes. I'm not even going to talk about the shrimp of my mother, Shamor, because I know you're going to say something about it. Thank you. Oh, but, my God. No, nah, I got you. I got you. But my my, my point is that love is one of those overrated emotions that we put a whole lot of weight into because it's easy to do it. So, boom, right now I'm walking up to do some laundry. 
And as I walked past the chicken spot, man, I just saw a sight. I ain't going to get into what I saw. But <laughs> lo and behold, it's, it's, it's one of these, I'm, I'm going to be nice, these aberrations and, and you know, there's certain things we need not do. If you are born and you come to be six foot four and three hundred and twenty pounds, I don't want to see you in a sundress. I don't want to see that. Huh? <laughs> I, that, 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 that. That's not cute. That's not acceptable. Why are you six foot four, three hundred pounds in a sundress? Why? Coming out the chicken spot. Mm-hmm. That's not acceptable. Are you talking about a woman? No. Oh, because there are six foot four women, three hundred pounds. No, 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 no. no. I'm talking about a dude. This dude just oh. came out, and, and he, he he got he got his yakky wig on, his weave. He got, you know what I'm saying, his foundation. And all right, how about this? Then? How about this? I'm not going to belabor this. How, I'm assuming most of us have seen The Wire, and I'm not saying that television is the end all be all of what is, but we all seen Omar. And Omar was a masculine gay. Why do a majority of the male gays have to be feminine? What you do sexually does not connotate femininity. You can be gay and be masculine. So, and most of the men that I see who are gay act more feminine. Women don't even act like that. You know what I mean? Women don't even act that over the top and flamboyant. It proves, it, it, it's not proves, it further states to me that you are playing a role and you're not being your true self. Okay. Well, right. Before you know, we go, are... can I please touch oh. that? Mm-hmm. Like, really yeah. quick. So, yeah. Ron, um, I've always been masculine since a kid, and my mother thought that it was a phase that I was going to grow out of. Of course, my dad didn't mind because he wanted a boy. He never said it, and I learned that after he died, but he he didn't mind. I you, you spoke on loving yourself. I had three kids, and I lived a lie for a very long time with a guy who was my friend, and I thought if I had a boyfriend, I wouldn't be gay. Maybe my mother would stop complaining, and our relationship would be better. I didn't love me. When I looked in the mirror at the eyeliner and the mascara and the lip gloss and the tight clothes I put myself in, I didn't love that person. I didn't. So it took years after that for me to live that lie. And then the father of my children say, you know what, you know why I cheat on you? It's because we're not doing A, B, and C. It's because when we're out, you look at other women. We can't do this. And I agreed. I mean, he's still my friend to this day, and I loved him. So if you ask me right now, Ten years ago, did I love him? I loved him, but I wasn't in love with him. And I I hated the person looking back at me. But right now, this person that I am, oh, I love her. Her, her briefs, her ties and vests, her slags, all of that. I love her. And that's the person that I was before him when I started to live that lie. That's it. Now, I got you. And I'm not saying that, 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 all right, so... We've established that love can come and love can go. Because, right. All right. So that's so so now, and we gonna put that to the side. Now we gonna get to the point of you now loving someone else. 
and who am I to tell you who to love? But I would also suggest that in loving this person, that person is filling a void that you had, right? That person is checking certain boxes that weren't checked off before. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they're checking those boxes means that a person can check those boxes. You just happen to find a person that sits down in peas that check those boxes. Trust me when I tell you, you could have probably found a person who stands up in peas that checks those boxes also. So that being well, I'm said, pretty sure they didn't because they didn't have ass, titties, and vaginas. So yeah, I, and 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 I hear you. But if love comes down to just ass, titties, and vagina, then we all got issues. Mm-hmm. If that's what you're saying, you know what I'm saying, major mate, ass, titties, and vagina, then we all got issues. Because procreation is... So now you're talking about sex in just a pure physical thing, a physical act. And if just a pure physical act, is what makes you love someone, you have to reassess love in my You know what I'm saying? I don't think you can be like, oh, well, just because um, this person's able to physically do A, B, and C, they have a, like, uh, I, I mean, I think that's a bit short-sighted. I mean, I've had other boyfriends. He wasn't the first one, but it's just something that they couldn't fulfill. It was just the fact that there is another woman in the picture, and my fiance isn't my first girlfriend either, but it's the fact that they weren't what I was attracted to emotionally and physically. Because to me, if you can't arouse my intellect, then you cannot have my heart at all. And it, when a guy speaks to me or tries to hit on me, it's like, why are you still standing here talking? That's that's not you. And say, for instance, okay, if I wasn't gay, let's say, let's play the race card. I'm a black female, Mexican guy walks up to me. That's not what I'm into. He can speak to me. We can be friends all day, every day. But then if I'm attracted to black men and a black guy walks up, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to check him out. Okay, now what are you talking about? Now you do realize you can be black and Mexican at the same time. You you know what I mean. No, (laughs) and that's my point. We're so confused by this culture that we don't know what we're saying half the time. But I I wasn't... Exposed to any homosexuality at all. My mother was like Susie Homemaker, and I did have my father and I had a sister. We weren't exposed. But didn't you say that that your father wanted you to after the fact? Yeah, I didn't know that at the time. But you don't think you was getting that energy? Subconsciously, you was getting that energy. Not really. I find it hard to believe that if somebody else knew that that you wasn't giving off that energy. I just find that hard to believe that somebody else knew this because the only way you knew this after the fact was somebody else told you, correct? Right. Somebody else knew this. He either had to give that energy off to them or he had to tell that person. I find it hard to believe that this man wasn't, this goes back to the concept of being able just to do things in your house. You give off that energy. And we are people that pick up on energy. So you got your father. Think about it. Take it. Take a month, take three, four, five years, and just think about it. Well, did you get that energy that, that Pop Duke was giving off? And I would 
be safe in assuming that you got that energy. You just didn't know what the energy was that you was getting. Okay. I do know that there are lots of unanswered questions, uh, communication that needs to be had. So this is a topic that we might need to revisit again. And if we can have this conversation, continue this conversation again, I would definitely um, entertain it, please. However, we are way into recorded time, and I would not plan to keep um, you that long, Sonny. So um, definitely um, want you guys to be able to further communicate, you know. Um, so we may, we may have to, you know, come up with a concept where we can maybe do another discussion like this. Now, mind you, I'm an amateur psychologist, so don't listen to shit I say because I haven't had a bunch of fucked up relationships. So don't listen. (laughs) So don't think I know what the hell I'm talking about. It just sounds good sometimes. Yeah, we know you don't. We know. Um, But we definitely, I really thank you. Um, That's your perspective. I think, and and honestly, I would not have wanted to have this type of a conversation with just us anyway because it would have been very biased. And I think in, in a true conversation, you have to have a good representation of, of all the perspectives there. So I thank you for entertaining us in in this conversation. Uh, you, have, you two had some really um, thought-provoking um, perspectives. So and I'll say one you. thing before we go, that it was a little unfair because you were, I was stating things and not exposing myself, and you were exposing yourself and stating things. So in the future, you can ask me any question you want. I got some shit in my closet, too, that, you know what I'm saying, made me the person I am. So so I don't want to make it seem like I'm the one that want to dig into your, you know what I'm saying? You can, I don't want to say that because you should more go make a joke. <laughs> I was like, you can dig into my shit too, but I, <laughs> I know you had jokes. <laughs> I said it, my bad. <laughs> so I don't want it to make it seem like it's a one-sided, like I, 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 anything I'm saying is attacking. I don't, I, I don't want to seem like that. And if it is attacking, then attack me right back. I have no problem with that. I, I have no. I may lie for you, but I won't lie to you. Okay. I mean, what you were saying, some people out there listening might have felt it and really wanted a comeback for it. So, I mean, I would expose myself because without exposing me, there is no evidence. It's like I'm just talking out the side of my neck by saying, oh, well, some people A, B, and C, but there is no evidence. Indeed. Okay. And I thank you, too. I thank you for your honesty and your, 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 you know, your giving. Even though it was a lot of time you was quiet. I was like, is she still in? Did I say something wrong? My bad. I've had to learn how to really compose my temper because I have dealt with a lot of nasty people in the past when, you know, questioning me about the advocacy and, you know, who I am and what I stand for. So I've, you know, just bit down on my tongue a little bit. Indeed. And I, now, I if I say a, a joke about and, the cat had your tongue, you is that, that inappropriate? Can you shut up? That's inappropriate. <laughs> um, don't laugh at him. Um, and you know what? Let me tell you this, because it takes a lot to be an advocate for something that is not traditional. And 
everything that you did this evening allowed you allowed people not to uh, demonize any of your choices because you came across as so human. You weren't screaming and yelling. You were, you know, talking down. You just simply provided information. And if you want people to listen to you, whether they begin to believe you or not, for them to hear for real, you handled that in a way that your message could be heard. And I champion you for that, to at least be able to have a a difficult conversation with someone that has a passion for what they're saying. Because Ron is one of the most passionate people that I've met. And it always comes across in in his in the way he speaks about something. Um, and you were not intimidated, and you were not very. Um, I, I wouldn't even say you were reactionary. You know, you kind of listened to him, and then you provided information, and and that made people listen to it, at least what you said. He even listened, which is something we can't get him to do on a weekly basis. So <laughs> I thank you for how you presented the message. Um, that's important for these conversations to even be considered true communication. So, well, let me say this: Had Ron not brought a challenge, and he and somebody else was on the show who didn't stand a firm ground, and they didn't know who they were or what they stood for, had Ron said all the things he said to somebody who was unsure, they would have hung up a long time ago, and you would have sifted out the fake from the genuine. So I thank you for bringing the challenge. Oh, Ron, she called you a challenge. He's a challenge. That's the first time I've heard that in my life. Trust me. I mean, that's the nice thing. And I've been called worse things. We've called you in a long time. We've called. And I'm not even going to get into the sure thing because who amongst us can be sure in a culture that is not ours? But that's neither here nor there. Uh oh. No comment. All right. Thank you all. So we thank you very much and enjoy the rest of your evening. Um, And definitely visit us again. I want to make sure that before we go, I express thanks to Ron for for being a challenge this evening, even though um, he's he's challenged um, (laughs) all the time. But he he was pretty decent, and and in that um, we're gonna call it a night. We're really <laughs> into a long piece of recorded time. So, um, and I thank you, Imaj, for you know being over there and at least holding you know your earpiece to your ear. And um, it was nice that you were present. I was just listening. It was a good conversation. It was. It was. It was. So, and with all that being said, hey, Ron. Ron. Yes? I'm glad that we um, didn't have to revisit, you know, our discussion in the office. We had a, a caller that, you know. You're revisiting it right now, though. No, we had a caller that you guys missed. Like, we hadn't heard from him in, 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 like, a year. And it could have been any other caller. And if it had been any other caller, you probably would have okay, said Someone something. took my wallet. Did you take my wallet? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So have a great, wonderful rest of your Wednesday evening. 
That's that bullshit. I'm going to let you know right now. That's that bullshit. <laughs> we'll see you next week. 